I do that a lot! <laughs> the one that they had kept in the cell for however many seasons was Steve, but I don't remember which one was the first one to be named. Yeah, Steve was the one that they they had in the cage or whatever. Let's call him Bob. Let's call him a name that has a really deep signification, yeah, like uh, <laughs> And now we have the boys discovering the puddle jumpers. Ah, uh, puddle jumpers. Whichever way people want to see it, the, the relationship between McKay and, uh, and Shepard, I, I, I've always thought that it was one of the, of the things that made Stargate Atlantis so successful. The fact that those two people had so much chemistry as friend or, or whatever you like to see. Oh yeah. Even though they're like total opposites, they're still hilarious and they work together fairly well. And what conflict they have is always should be there. It's like the Jack and Daniel of Atlantis. Yeah, but I've always thought that there was there was another thing because the Jack and Daniel uh, Jack and Daniel don't have in common to be complete dorks because John is actually like a complete dork just like McKay is except that he's trying to hide it under some cool or some cool exterior he's, he's hiding behind his hair or something but <laughs> much more of a dork than uh, than Jack has ever been in in SG1 well at least to me Mensa thing I always thought that was really interesting At first, I thought I was bad for not warming up to the character of Ford, but when I actually realized that in season two he wasn't there anymore, I didn't feel, you know, so guilty anymore, because I've always thought that the character was... They never did what anything special with him in season one. He was like the most boring uh, recurrent character ever. Yeah, I never cared for Ford, but I still think they should have wrapped up that storyline. Ford didn't bother me too much. I actually did kind of like him. I did not like how they wrote him out, though. I completely agree. I did not. Li I, I didn't like the that that whole story about becoming half rate or or something like this. I think this was just you know taking the the crappy way out. But um, but I think they could have made him a much more interesting character because he's quite young. And uh, in the in especially in the first episode, he looks way um, like he's very happy. He looks like a very happy character. And after that, they actually forget this this point about him. Yeah, there used to be a huge thing, huge thing about making fun of Ford. Okay, I'm sorry. I gotta break in here. The whole gate ship puddle jumper exchange cracks me up. It's official, you're not allowed to name anything. Ever. There was a thing, what was it? It was in an SG-1 where they called the Puddle Jumper a Puddle Jumper even though Atlantis hadn't gotten there yet. That was Mebus 1 and 2. I absolutely, those are two of my favorite episodes of SG-1. Rodney said gate ship in that bit though. Feels hilarious. Yeah. 
And I have to say that stoner head rainbow sun Franks that gets his head shot off in Alien vs Predator is hilarious. Turkey sandwich! I know, it's that way! And Jeff Lanigan has this super funny story on how he doesn't even like turkey because he- Ah! I was just about to say that! Hilarious video. Fantastic one. He's so funny without actually trying to be funny. I think I think that was the same con uh, where he was talking about his hair sprunging up in the air. Yeah. I think it was a con in Australia, if I remember properly. It was a creation convention. I don't know where it was, though. I think Liz is right. I think it was Australia. Tell me when you get up to the Wraith Keeper, because I have something to say. When we get to the what? The, I'm at the part where Summer's going with the Wraith right now. Yeah, that's where I am. I'm ahead of you about 10 seconds. Again, the subtleties of the music. It's like, oh my gosh, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna boast here and say that I made a, a version of that white dress she's wearing for Marin. That was so cool. It looked really pretty. If you actually read Joe's lip when he lips when he goes out of the jumper, it's complete. Com what what he's saying is actually not was what he's really saying. It must have all been done afterwards. Because when I'm re I'm reading his lips, he's saying complete different words, and it shows a lot. And I always find this funny. What's with the fog? I mean, why would there be fog on the ground? Because they didn't really have any idea of what they were gonna make the ship back back then. The the right ship, I mean. Fog is spooky. <laughs> that that Jackie made that costume for Marin in the in take for for take for convention. I think it's hilarious when you actually hear the Wraith actors talking, like without all the voiceover stuff. You can barely understand them because of those huge teeth they have in. Just like talking with a potato in your mouth? I don't actually know. I've never talked with a potato in my mouth. Big piece of bread, then! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go get a potato, so I can talk with a potato in my mouth. I'll be right back. It's hard to be like this. So does that, is that where the words potato head came from? It just might. I believe it is. 
Mm-hmm. And I also, I, I've talked earlier about about the uh, about the Mackay and Shepard, but I also love how Shepard and Taylor just became instantly friends as as soon as they met. There was also so much chemistry between those two characters. I always expected John and Taylor to end up together. I did not. I always expected Taylor and Ronan to get together. Uh, I did expect Taylor and Ronan to get together, but I've always seen Taylor a bit too much of a big sister to John to see her end up with him. See, I never saw Taylor and Ronan together. They were just... I don't know. I never saw it. I was torn between Taylor and Ronan and Taylor and Shepard, but I also liked um, Shepard and Weir. Oh yeah, that too. I'm not a Shepard and Weir fan, I just could not see them together. I couldn't either. And um, yeah, I I also was a big fan of Jessica Steen, who actually originally played Weir, so... I really had a hard time seeing John and, and uh, Elizabeth together. It took me about two years to actually warm up to 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 Tori because just like you, I was a, a big fan of Je- of, of Jessica. So I thought she was absolutely fantastic as we're in SG One. Plus, I'm anyway I'm a slasher, so I always saw John and Roddy together. Actually, sorry about that. And I just want to throw out props to, I don't know who the actress is who plays this Wraith, but I think she did it, like, awesomely. She's so creepy. This is this one scene that I really, really liked Sumner. It showed what he was made of. Um, and it was sad that it was this kind of situation that you kind of actually got to see what he what he was like and what he could be like. Exactly, this is what makes you like in the character. Yeah. In that scene, he kind of reminds me of the character that he played in um, the unit. Never saw that, sorry. And I, I believe Jackie actually met the actress that uh, who plays uh, the Wraith in this episode. She's quite often in convention now. Is this the same actress that plays a lot of the different Wraith Queens? Yeah, in fact, she plays most of the Wraith Queens, except one in season in season five, I think. Really? I had absolutely no idea. But then we don't really see Wraith Queens very, very often. Because she's very tall and very thin, so she's she's got the right build that they're searching for for that queen. Ah. Her name's Andy Frizzell, and she's really, really funny. This one. She just said that, you know, this one begged for his life. See, I think it's because Sumner doesn't know what exactly she can do to him. 
Exactly, you can't be you can't be scared of what you don't know. And see, I think that's what she just said. I haven't tasted such strength in so long. I think it's his strength of character. He's military. And that's that's what makes him so cool in this scene. The fact that he never breaks up despite what she's doing. My favorite race, though, is still Todd. Todd rocks! I love Chris Hyredal's voice. He's one of those people you could listen to read a phone book. Thank you, I'm not the only one. It's probably the British accent. I'd hate to have him reading a bedtime story to me though, I'd get freaked out. And this is such a massive decision for John to do that. And it's, it, they don't talk about it enough, in my opinion. But at least they did talk about it though. Later in the season, I mean, I think they should have done it earlier, but they did talk about it. Yeah, but this is the definitive scene. This is the, the mm. pivotal point that you see John Shepard about ready to step into the role that he plays in the future with Atlantis. This is just a huge character moment. The look on John's well, I face. I think they only added the points later because people three years later were still talking about that scene because it is one of, I mean, it is the most important thing that made John who he is for Atlantis, I mean. The, the point that always makes me laugh is that at the beginning, in the first season, it's so hard to kill the Wraith. Like, you use, you use five guns and you have to cut their heads and everything to kill them. And in season season after that, you just shoot, shoot them once and suddenly they're all dead. Yeah, it's like, bam, they're dead. Okay, we don't have to worry. Run Forest, run! <laughs> oh, all of them went away. Do you like my race? I was just about to ask you what that was, but hmm, I'm gonna have to think about that for a minute there. <laughs> That was really weird. On the DVD cover, like booklet thing, it has Shepard and some chick in a black and red coat, but when you're actually watching the episode, you cannot see her. 
On what, Jackie? You know the little booklet that comes in the in the DVD set? You open it and there's like a little picture in the description of the episode. And there's a picture and it's got Shepard holding his gun like he does. And then this chick running past him in a black and red coat. And I can't, for the life of me, see where she is in the episode. They must have a different kind of box set up there because mine doesn't have anything like that. Mine either, actually. That would make three of us. I'll scan the picture and I'll show you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Merci. Oh my gosh, how many ways can we say thank you? Arigato. I can say it in Italian. That was very impressive what Taylor just did with Ford's gun. All the male actors actually love to play with big guns and they've said so themselves. I'm fairly certain that's a guy thing. No, shooting big guns are fun. Yeah, I think I, I think false guns are really fun. I would love to shoot a false one. Not a real one. I don't want to kill anybody. The bigger the gun, the smaller the... Shoe size. There with the G rating for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> To think I've kept myself from drooling over our children again and, and well, this, the little we've seen of David so far. Look at this, he's so pretty! That or short out your computer with all the wet. Please don't do I that! I actually keep my computer a tiny bit away from me so I wouldn't drool on it. It's a laptop so I don't want to ruin the keyboard. My scanner's not on, so I have to take a picture. I'll be with you in a sec. I just want to say how cool the space gates are. I think that was a clever idea. I agree. That was a brilliant idea. Now, did the Atlantis gates, or the, Atl the Pegasus gates, come before or after the Milky Way gates? I believe before. I, you know what? I don't know. I thought it was before. Cause I believe it came before because, uh, well, Because uh, based on design, I mean, the Pegasus gates look more high-tech than the Milky Way gates do. Yeah, I think it came after because they were on Earth and then they went to the Pegasus galaxy and then they went back on Earth or... Well, if I remember properly, that's the way I understood it, but then I may, I might be mistaken. Yeah, yeah, they do talk about, they do talk about the fact that the ancients went back to Earth after Pegasus. So maybe Earth, they were at Earth first, or the, the Milky Way galaxy. Well, see, first, first they were in the Ori galaxy, and then they came to the Milky Way, and then there was some sort of, like, 
disease or something, and then they went to Atlantis or to the Pegasus Galaxy, and then they went back to the Milky Way from what I understand. I probably have that wrong somehow, though. You know more than I do because I haven't actually s finished seeing SG-1 or the movie from SG-1. So the, there's probably information about the engine in SG-1 that I, that I don't have yet, so... The information about them coming from the Aura Galaxy is in the first episode of Season 9, or the second if you want to count it as a two-parter. Yeah, it's the first few episodes of Season 9. There's a lot about the ancients and the Ori and how they got there and all that stuff. Yeah, by this time I was already too much in SGA, I stopped watching SG, uh, SG1. I, the show I was still watching on TV, well, on my computer, was SGA all the time for about four years, so I'm afraid I missed out a lot of SG1. I actually started with SG1, then went to Atlantis, but I was watching SG1 at the same time. So, I still, I've seen pretty much every single episode of SG-1 except for a few random episodes from seasons 3 and 6. I started watching SG-1 when I found out Ben Browder and Claudia Black were going to be on it, so I did a marathon that summer and got caught up. Then I got caught up on Atlantis. I started watching, watching SG-1 when it began, so <laughs> it was a long time ago. I was only like four or five, so... Oh my god, I feel old. I'm 31! I'm older than you, Liz! <laughs> I'm younger than all of you! <laughs> are you even authorized that past PG or, <laughs> or are there words that I can't say? Oh no, my dad's a cop, so trust me, I've heard it all. They opened the champagne already. Greedy! I love how John's still kind of killing himself over shooting him. Again, that's that's a that's a John Shepard thing. He still beat himself up over what he did in Afghanistan, the fact that he tried but he failed to save his three servicemen. Yeah. Which is why I love the team episode and things like that, because he never fails to save Ronnie, he never fails to save Tela, he never fails to save, well, Ronan, because he actually failed to Ford. For me, Atlantis and the team, the, t the team four, are just the most important thing in the show. I could just have only episode about them and I would be happy. Yeah, I always like team episodes when you get something from everybody. I have to send you the picture all individually. Yeah, I just got it. It's really weird. I have I've never seen her before. <laughs> See, that's why I was confused. I I've seen the episode like seventeen times, and I've not seen her. I've never seen her. 
I've never even seen John in that stance before. But look, that looks like when he's running back from the running back to the jumper when they were escaping the wraith ship. Where did you send the picture, Jackie? Because I don't have it. It's on its way. I I clicked your name last. Okay. And the episode ends. So our podcast must end. And episode one of the Geek Squirrels Commentary Podcast. Everybody say bye. Bye Bye-bye. So long, everybody. I'm going to miss you guys. It was such an awesome podcast. I'm so crying. (laughs) Jackie, you're so brilliant. Thank you for joining us here at the Geek Squirrels Commentary Podcast. Feel free to send us any feedback at thegeeksquirrelspodcast at yahoo.com. Or if you would like to join us in next month's commentary of Duet. I'm Stargate Lover, and I'll see you guys next month.